You are listening to A Podcast, the podcast that is dedicated to addressing global social trends and issues through unscripted and candid conversations. And I am April Patterson, creator and host of A Podcast. Special thanks to my friend Terrell Brown at terrellbrown.com for the music. So sit back and relax and listen to me as I get to the root of it. Hey guys, this is April, the host and creator of A Podcast. Hey, listen, so all of you all are aware, I just want to speak on the um, political climate that we have going on right now. If nothing more, if you do nothing else in life, this is the time to make a difference. Go out and vote. We have an individual currently in office that does not take our country seriously or the the health of our country seriously. And so I am encouraging everyone, if voting has not been your thing, you know what? It doesn't have to be your thing. We just need you to vote blue. Um, Vote blue. We need as many people as possible to vote blue. Uh, The other thing is that, you know, our ancestors, they actually paved the way and, and afforded us this opportunity to have a right to vote. And this is the time that we need to exercise that right. Um, I can't stress it enough. I feel as though it is my duty as a podcaster to encourage everyone to get out there and vote. You can no longer sit back and just you know, gripe about the things that are happening in the world if you yourself are not doing anything to um, change, to make a change, to encourage change. So I am encouraging you to get out there and vote. Your voice will be heard. Some people say that they don't believe that it matters. It absolutely matters. And the fact that we have the individual in office that we have right now, if you didn't vote, the reason why he's in office is because you didn't vote. So um, get out there and vote. What's it going to hurt? When you vote, make sure you vote blue. All right, so uh, this next episode, I interviewed a young man named Christopher Lennox. And Chris is very candid and very transparent about the fact that he's a young buck in the game. Nevertheless, as a millennial, he is extremely bright. He's an educator. Um, He is one who is very active in the community and and feels as though it is his duty to speak up and to just be transparent. And so he wrote an essay that was basically speaking to the world to just stop voting for Joe Biden. His reasoning is because if we want a progressive um, national climate, then it would behoove us to vote for Bernie Sanders. And so I'm going to let Chris come on and just articulate his thoughts um, for you, but I did want to tee it up to let you know that this is going to be a very, I think, a very good conversation. He presents a lot of different facts um, that maybe some of you have not considered, and so it's not going to hurt to listen to this. So I'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions or follow-up questions Uh, you can reach out to me on both social media platforms, um, that being Facebook and Instagram. You can find me at a underscore podcast underscore. Again, that's a underscore podcast underscore on both Facebook and Instagram. So stay tuned, enjoy, 
and reach out if you have any questions. All right. Thanks for listening. All right. Hey, Chris, how are you? Well, thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Um, thank you so much for joining. Um, you know, I, I read the piece and I was like, you know, I have got to bring this gentleman on the show. Um, the the points that you made in your your um, your article really spoke to what I feel is really if if the world if the if if, Mer- if America could articulate their thoughts, um, you nailed it um, for me. And so I just was like, wow, that that's pretty awesome. It was very well thought out. I can also tell that you. Um, we're writing from your heart. So, but before we get started, um, I would like to have you, if you will, just would you mind just going through and just giving us the listeners and myself a brief overview of who you are in terms of your background and as well as your culture? Yes. So, uh, my name is Chris, Christopher Lennox. Um, grew up in the suburbs of Chicago, right outside of Chicago. Um, I'm a black man and I've always um, had a deep and profound care for black people and really all people, you know, I really mm-hmm. always been about human rights. Mm-hmm. Uh, it took me a while to get there, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, I feel like to this point, I've added a different notch to my belt in terms of just like loving all people, mm-hmm. I was a different person in high school than I was in college than I was right now. Um, so I just value education um, in all forms, not just academic, but you know, social, um, you know, professional. Yeah every form so I just try to be a learner and everything um, that's that's really the kind of person that I am okay cool and can you give kind of like a little bit about your culture your nationality and and let's just talk about that because I want individuals to know like there's some history there in terms of just historically and your ancestors and so forth so I want to do you feel okay with talking about that definitely most definitely yes okay. sorry about that that's okay is Trinidadian West Indian. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is American Black African American. Um, um, I, I, I don't know. I, there's there's mm-hmm. a, lot, a lot there. It's a lot to unpack. Um, yeah. Growing up in the suburbs of Chicago as a black man, um, it's I'm not going to say it's tough because people in this country have experienced a lot of tough things, but it's different. Um, I would liken it to kind of being in a in a sort of uh, I don't know if this is a good analogy, but kind of a mental institution because mm. you're body trying to tell you what you should be. So it's it, being in the suburbs as a black person is, is, is different from being in like an urban area or the hood as a black person. Because in the, in the suburbs, you have the white people telling you what you should be acting like, how you should be looking, how you should be dressing, mm-hmm. how you should be talking. Um, sometimes you're not black enough for some people there. Sometimes you're too black. So you're always kind of, well, I'm always, un- I was still am, uh, very uncomfortable in my skin. That's one part of my identity. The other part, you know, West Indian, um, um, Trinidadian part of my uh, my culture, which I, I identify with. Um, I've grown, I've, I've been more, I've, I've identified more over the years, um, but I haven't fully, I still don't fully know that side of my culture. Um, it's just, you know, I, I, I'm still learning a lot about it, to be mm-hmm. very honest. I've identified more with, you know, just American, African-American um, than, you know, Trinidadian or, or you know, Grenadian um, or uh, West Indian. So mm-hmm. 
um, yeah, my, my mother and my father have both always been very political. Politics has been something that's been spoken about in the household, um, mm-hmm. you know, constantly, nonstop. My, my parents are separated, um, but they have a good relationship. Um, but mm-hmm. yes, yeah, in that way, um, in their household. Um, that is fantastic. It's nice to hear that you have a very um, good grasp on politics. And I will admit, like, I've always been fascinated with it, but I've been a little more close to it um, here within the last uh, maybe 10 years or so. So um, that's, that's, I feel like that's true for a lot of people, too. You know, like, mm-hmm. I, so, so I'm 28 right now. So if I'm being honest, the last, like my earliest presidency that I can really remember is George Bush, the second George Bush. So like, I remember, I don't remember policy. I mean, I remember people saying, oh, we're only in Iraq or Afghanistan because of oil. And I remember 9-11. I remember people talking about how he was stupid and people didn't like George Bush and all that. I remember that. But my first presidency like that I really remember that I was a part of, that I was in there with was Obama. That was my first president. Mm-hmm. Second president, Donald Trump. <laughs> so I'm, 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 I'm two presidents deep, and really both of those presidents are outliers. Um, and in those, in those, what, those last 10, has it been 12 years, really? Um, yeah. Like a lot of people have, like, you know, have said what you basically, what you just said was, you know, really invested and involved in politics and have a lot to say about it. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I I think that, um, and that brings me to um, your, when I, the very, the the first paragraph that kind of, I mean, I didn't even read the entire piece right away. I just literally was like, I want to interview him. Um, So I'm just going to read this uh, first paragraph here as your opening to the article. And it says, the significance of this election is not that we have the opportunity to get Donald Trump out of office, but that we have the first real opportunity to cement progressive politics into the mainframe of this country. And then you just simply said, please stop voting for Joe Biden. You know, mic drop, (laughs) like literally don't stop doing that. And so can you go ahead and just, um, just, I just want to let you know, I am going to be silent as you speak because I can tell like when if whenever I like say mm-hmm, or if I try to speak like it kind of cuts you off a little bit so if I'm silent it's just because I need to let you finish your thought completely and then I'll chime in so don't feel like you know when you're done saying making your point then feel free to stop and then I'll just jump right on in but if I'm silent that's what I'm doing I'm, I'm paying attention and we're still connected so um, so why don't you go ahead and just talk about, you know, um, w- what brought you to actually writing this piece and why did you open up with such a powerful, like, declaration? Like, you literally were like, please stop, jo- you know, voting for Joe Biden. <laughs> okay. Okay. So there's, it's, a, it's so much. And mm-hmm. because of, obviously, these past week events, Joe Biden beat Bernie pretty badly again. Well, not pretty badly, but he beat him again this week. I just have a lot of scattered thoughts. So I'm going to try to hone in on this paragraph because there's some things I want to say about it. Okay. Okay. So 
and correct me also correct me if I'm if I'm wrong because you know I am a young buck in this game and I do a lot of reading and I do a lot of asking of my my elders and I try to learn so some of the stuff I mean I'm trying to be honest that so I'll start there okay I've been trying to value honesty and transparency in my life and in politics valuing that in my politicians going forward because mm-hmm. I've only been in this game, what, I'll just say 12 years, really, in this political game, and I'm already exhausted mm. by politics and the game that politics is. Again, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, right? So, there's, so, so you have Bernie Sanders in, in, in 2016, um, and again, I'm not a Bernie fan, <laughs> but let's just say Bernie Sanders introduces, not, not even introduces, he's talking about these progressive politics ending homelessness, health care for all, uh, you know, uh, uh, canceling student loan debt, college for all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And they've people in this country, a lot of people, a majority of these people, I don't know if majority, but a lot of these people took it seriously. That has never happened in the history of this country. That is a politician talking about those kinds of policies, basically, ending homelessness, those kind of what would be called radical policies. No one ever took it seriously. There was always the Green Party. There was always somebody talking, talking like that. Bernie Sanders is not, he's not new. Yeah. Always been somebody, but, but, but this is the first time where it's been serious. Right. And re- this can really happen. Yeah. So, so I was, so, so in, in my mind, it was at the end of Obama's presidency, that was in what, 2016, we had a win- we have a window. We had a window, which was the next eight years, which was really the next 12 years. I put the ar- arbitrary 12, but it was, it's really the next eight to 12 years to really make some change. We saw Obama. I'm not really here to criticize Obama, but I'll say this, not that much changed. And that's not his fault. He's a part of the, he was a cog in the, in the political system. It's all, you know, yeah. my boy, Obama, I love Obama. Mm-hmm saying we're still in the same place so this is the opportunity when people are taking this kind of stuff seriously mm-hmm. to make a real change and what did we do we voted in obama or we voted in donald trump okay so we lose four years in that four years we see the rise of women of color politicians yeah we voted we went out and we voted them in and they have progressive ideals they care about the people they care about health care yeah. they care about homelessness they care about, hey, we, we bailed out the banks. Why can't we bail, bail out the people with student loan debt? Mm-hmm. You know, we care about those types of things. We don't need billionaires, those types of things. Listen, we can still have filthy rich folks, you know, yeah. uh, but we don't have to. We're so rich that we don't have. It's realistic to not have poverty. So we have those people come in, and now we're at this point again where we can elect a president who can cement those politics. Okay, I'm. Fully, I am fully aware that Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren, because I was going for Elizabeth Warren at first, mm-hmm. I'm fully aware that neither of them, if elected, would have been able to really pass a lot of the stuff that they were able to pass. I know that. So people say, oh, well, Bernie wouldn't be able to do half the stuff. It's not about that. It's about what, what I say in this paragraph, which is cementing progressive politics into the mainframe of this country. It's a realistic conversation that we're having going forward. Mm-hmm. The problem with uh, voting for Joe Biden 
is Joe Biden is the same old, same old. Joe Biden is Jimmy Carter. Joe Biden is is Bill Clinton. Joe Biden is George Bush. Joe, mm-hmm. it's, it's insert politician here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thing. And if we vote him in, then we risk losing everything we've worked for because if we vote him in to be the Democratic candidate, there's going to be a push. I can already see the headlines. There's going to be a push for Democrats going back to being Democrat. <laughs> we don't need all this stuff that's dividing our party, all this, all this yada, yada, yada. We need to be about all the people. We need to go back to tradition. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, AOC is out. All of a sudden, Ilhan is out. All of a sudden, uh, uh, I, uh, Ayanna Presley is out. Mm-hmm. Right back to the, to the middle of the road, nothing's going to happen. So that's where that that's where that 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 came from because you know what I mean this is one thing that I think the article missed. Okay. In my passion, right? I really do think it's important to get Donald Trump out the office. Like, let's not get it twisted. <laughs> exactly. No, we know this. <laughs> that old dude out because his last four years could be problematic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when you ain't got no, when you ain't got nothing to worry about. Um, yeah. But I still do think if we got out and voted, if we got out and voted. You know, which we didn't do. Not everybody did that in 2016. He got, sure. he got the majority vote, but not everybody got out because we thought it was a joke. Mm-hmm. A lot of people thought it was a joke. If we get out and we vote, we don't got to worry about Donald Trump. Um, so why not vote for this dude who's had the same consistent ideals for the, his entire career? Again, he, there's some real criticism to be had, Bernie Sanders. And I'm mm-hmm. no Bernie bro, as I say. I'm not. But yeah. if, uh, I mean, I'm sure you have, we, 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 I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, so let me not. Uh, no, it's good. It's good. I like the fact that you are so passionate about it because at the end of the day, um, not only, uh, you know, I always get the, the, but you're a millennial, you would be classified as that, right? Definitely. Okay. So it, I, I'm fascinated by the thought process and my, if I could try to bring my daughter Chantel on, who is only 23 years old, but she's just as passionate and just as knowledgeable. So you are absolutely spot on. Like, I don't, I, and when it, and I'm also like people's opinions and how they feel like you can't, like you were earlier, tell it, correct me if I'm wrong. You're not wrong about what you feel. You know what I mean? So you're passionate about this and your thought process is definitely spot on. I too would love to see America in a progressive state. Um, I was, you know, talking to someone and I said, you know, it's just funny. And this was before I even read your article, but I was thinking about, okay, who am I going to vote for? And when I think of Joe Biden, I do think Bill Clinton, like he has the Bill Clinton swag. He has the, you know, everybody loves him. He's, he's cool. Right. You know, and, and I'm, I'm, I get it. Like it is, it wouldn't feel as though there would be a change. So I guess my concern is that will, could Bernie beat Biden? I mean, could Bernie beat Trump is, is, can he do it? Is he a strong enough candidate to get him out of there? And I know that we shouldn't, that shouldn't be our goal. Like we shouldn't be, you know, voting party, but at this point it's kind of come down to that. So I'm a little, I I, I hear you on the front vote for progressive, but I'm a little concerned. Is he strong enough to do it? 
this is this is why I think he would be. And again, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I, I, my first inclination is to say I think he could because I think people of this country are so fed up with Trump that everyone who doesn't like Trump is going to vote. And that's why I think that's okay. why I think Bernie's losing right now because no one's really coming out to vote for this this one. They waiting for the the real one. Mm-hmm. For the real election. When they, when that real election comes around, I do believe people are going to come out. But that's but let's let's get back to Bernie okay. and, and their politics. The reason I think Bernie could win is the is the criticism that black people have with Bernie. Bernie's out here talking about the working class. When black people and and again, correct me if I'm wrong, because this is me just going off what I think and what I've read and what I've asked about. When 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 black people hear working class, when I know when I hear working class, I think old dusty white dude with with corduroys, you know, in the middle of America. I'm not thinking. I mean, well, I am now, but I'm not thinking immediately. Hey, black people are working people too. Mm-hmm. Years working class has been dog whistle for white people in the middle of nowhere, rural, poor, poor white people. Mm-hmm. So. What I, that's the reason I think Bernie appeals to them. They're the ones who vote red. They're the ones who vote Republican. Bernie's all about the working class. So that's a lot of the reason why he was, had so, so much success the first time around against Hillary, because he was getting young, young folks, I think young black folks, and he was getting the, the, the middle of America, you know, rural, poor, white, poor, poor white person, because he's, he's talking straight to me. Mm-hmm. This goes to your point, though, and this is I was speaking to a family member about this too. People, and this is the history of the country. This is real. People don't vote their interests. People don't vote their interests. They don't vote for what's best for them. Um, hmm. I don't know. I don't know what else to say about it. I mean, because yeah. like, look, look what Biden stands for. Like, who's voting for Biden? The 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 people who are voting for Biden are the same people who who Bernie's trying to get those. Mm-hmm. You know, Biden's just happening to get the black people too, but um, it's really that middle of America population, uh, poor white people that look at Biden and say, oh, he's going to do something for me. Mm-hmm. Biden is doing that. I mean, uh, Bernie is doing that too, but Bernie low key, and I don't know if it's low key, it should be high key, but mm-hmm. Bernie's done work for black people too. And he's been doing work for black people for, for a long time. I just mm-hmm. don't think it's been, wow. been should be about it. Yeah, that's interesting that the working class is um, is seen as like it's really low middle class. Mm-hmm. And it's the truth, though. You weren't wrong there. And I honestly, I, I kind of classify myself as working class. That's because, I mean, I, I feel like, but now, you know, as I am listening to you and then I did some, you know, I went to the Internet while you're talking and nope. It's comprised of 30 to 35 percent of the population, the working classes, and that's low middle class. It's interesting. But Bernie, uh, Bernie's talking to you, and he's talking to me, and he's talking yeah. to. He's not used. We're not using the same definitions. Mm-hmm. Historically, we've used that 30 to 35 percent definition. That's why he's appealing. But yeah, um, I thought he would be appealing to us because we're working class too. We work. Yeah, right. We're trying to get by, just like everybody else. Now we might not be as you know, we, have, we wouldn't, might not be poor. Sure. Um, but I yeah. feel like I'm, you know, and I feel, feel like Bernie, a lot of Bernie policies would work for me too. Almost mm-hmm. definitely. Right. Uh, so then I, you know, so at the end of the day, so let's talk about like 
the issues that we have, what will Bernie, how will he handle the, um, the police brutality and so forth? You know, that's a big beast right now. And, you know, and I'm touching on that because you as a black man, you're not just a black man, but you're, you're a son, you're a husband, you're a father, and you're a father of a black, you know, boy. So, I, how do you see him and do you see him being able to fix those issues? No. So let me explain what I mean by that. Okay. I one of my biggest, one of my criticisms of Bernie is that he is not good at speaking about racial issues mm. in the way that I feel like they should be spoken about. Um, I don't think he would be able to help very much with um, police brutality. I'm getting to a point, but I'm going to just say him, him, him alone. I don't think he'd be able to help very much with that. I don't know. He, I don't know. I don't even know if he knows how to speak on it. Um, he would be able to help with prison prisons more than he would with police. With that said, um, maybe I should say more cause I don't want to, I don't want to go yeah, easy say more. Him. Definitely go say more. Yeah. More about, about that. So, um, I have not said, heard Bernie say one thing that I believe um, or interesting when he's been pushed on police brutality. He says the same generic template. Oh, it's bad. Or oh, we should fix it. Uh, this, that, and the other. But I haven't seen it. I haven't seen that authentic authenticity or that energy when he speaks about those issues as the same as he, when he speaks about, you know, economic policy or housing policy or housing discrimination, things that still affect black folks. But I, I don't see the same kind of, uh, that, that kind of passion, behind it and and those things matter again like you said i'm a black man i have a son mm. um and i've had run-ins with the police mm. I've, and i've seen i still I, I mean don't we all still see things online that 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 make us our blood boil um, right so therein lies the question so so this is what i this is what i was this is what i'm gonna get at with bernie okay think that with all that said i do think and this is just me going on my gut and going off of people that i trust who have supported bernie so people i trust mark lamont hill i trust the things he says killer mike i trust the things he says ilhan aoc i trust what they say i follow them i trust them they they, they seem to support uh, bernie and going back to mark lamont hill he hold, he wrote a whole book about um police brutality and and the statistics about that and, uh, and just and just data and facts about that so what i do believe would happen is that bernie would know who to get to speak to to work on those kinds of he would know mm. he would he he would put somebody in place to do that because i don't think he's competent enough to so you understand what i'm saying so i so mm. it's like i think and this again this is going off people i trust i don't know I think Bernie means well. I think Bernie cares about black people because of his history. Because when people were calling us thugs in the 90s, he was asking the real questions about education, about housing, about jobs, about, uh, about uh, health care. He was asking those questions when everyone was calling us thugs, saying to lock us up. Um, he was getting arrested for uh, protesting housing segregation or di discrimination. He was getting arrested for those things while Biden was, was passing uh, prison bill so i do think he cares and he has empathy and he, and, and, mm. and he has that 
that kind of well of justice somewhere in his spirit. I do think that. I just don't think he knows how to talk about the racial issues. I don't think he knows how to confront them. I think he'd put somebody in place who would know how to. Okay. Um, that's fair. That's, I, I, that's fair. I mean, because at the end of the day, he can't single-handedly run the country anyway. So he'll have to have people in place where there are strengths um, and where they would be able to, um, I guess, catapult us in the area that we need to because it is a problem and so yeah. we definitely need a president who sees it as a problem like a real problem and not shy away from it um and so i was uh i had let's see tomorrow i was supposed to go listen to tina i'm sorry nina turner mm-hmm. and um it got canceled due to the coronavirus outbreak and so forth but um I was really looking forward to listening to her speak and she was going to address the uh, west side of Chicago, the black people over in the west side. So that got canceled as did everything else happening this weekend. But, you know, so I I just, um, you know, when we talk about Bernie Sanders and, uh, and Trump and, you know, I, I just want to feel good about voting for him. And it's not that I don't. I just really want to make sure that, well, I just hope if he's go- if he would have to beat Joe Biden. And whew, I don't know. How do you think that's going to go? I don't, I, um, don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. I think Biden's going to win the primary. And, and if Biden wins the primary, I don't, I don't get it twisted. I'm going out and I'm going to put my vote down for Joe Biden. <laughs> I'm not going to be one of those people that's yeah. out. Like, oh, well, I'm going to vote for Bernie and he's all, all the way. Right. Uh, oh, Bernie drops out after after he loses or whatever. I mean, I, I, still, I don't want him to drop out now. I want it to play out. Mm-hmm. I want people to see how bad of a candidate Joe Biden actually is this Sunday. Okay, okay. Sanders is going to cook him and he's going to cook him bad. I can't wait. And, and, and I want people to see that for Biden because I want to go back to the thing you said about Biden and Clinton being charging, uh, charming. Yeah. I, I, I mean, if you look, if, if, if I could talk to myself last summer, last summer, I was like, man, Biden's the only one who could really beat this dude. Biden got swag. Biden got this. Biden, got that. Biden was with Obama. Oh yeah. Biden's going to win easy, easy money. Mm-hmm. Then we got to those debates and Biden didn't, say nothing and was sounding funny it wasn't saying in coherent sentences now i'm not saying he's senile or nothing and the swag might have just might have off a little bit i'm like i don't okay and then at one point i'm like oh no biden's not going to win biden's Mm. i remember i remember thinking that a few months ago biden's so far, it's going to be Kamala or Buttigieg or Bernie or Elizabeth, or it's going to be somebody else, but it's not going to be Biden. So yeah. I'm, I was shocked to see Joe Biden and then to see everybody who called him bad things just come right behind him, Democrats supporting, supporting him. And that's, that's, when I saw that, that's really what made me write the article. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is a game to y'all. Kamala right. just racist now she now she's important now he's the only one that can that can bring this country together i'm seeing cory booker you just had all these views and you said he was now you're doing this right oh, this is gang banging to y'all this is blue and this is red and this mm-hmm. is i don't want to play i'm i'm already exhausted because because my parents my grandparents they raised me and, and my and my community my el- the elders in my community raised me 
to care about people. They cared me. They 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 they, they raised me in the shadow of Dr. King mm-hmm. and X and all these people. And now when the when when it's hitting the fan, when it's time, when the time is ripe to really do something different, to try something new, we're gonna go right back to the same game that we've been playing. And a lot of it, a lot of it, I mean, listen, I'm not trying to act like I know what's, what, what's right and what's wrong, because for all we know, and I'm not going to sit here and lie, Biden's probably, I mean, he could be better than Bernie. I don't know if that's true or if that's just what people feel hmm. or if that's just people's feeling of fear against change. I don't actually know if that's true. That's why I'm so against just saying it out loud, like, oh, Biden's can be uh, Trump. I don't know if Bernie can. Well, I don't know if that's true. I don't know. Mm-hmm. If- Mm-hmm. Democrats don't like Bernie. I do know that Bernie's not a Democrat. Bernie's something, Bernie's something different. I don't even really, to be honest, I think Elizabeth Warren is not a Democrat. And I think the only reason she hasn't supported Bernie is because it's political suicide to do that. Yeah. Support Bernie, she's not a Democrat no more. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. why I'm the paint. As soon as Biden wins, she's not going to, she's not going to last mm-hmm. as a politician. Um, wow. So, so you did touch on you um, here and, and I'm glad that you, you brought up your parents and your grandparents and everyone, because in your last paragraph, you, you literally, uh, I think you were addressing the millennials and you said, talk to your parents, talk to your grandparents, your aunties, your uncles, your friends, your coworkers, get the past, um, get past the symbolism, the false symbolism of Joe Biden, because if we do elect Joe Biden, to the candidate who represents the Democratic Party in this coming coming election, and then and only then would we be correct in saying that our vote doesn't really matter. Yeah. Break that down, like the thoughts behind. You really feel that. Yeah, so I work at NYU, and I'm a uh, administrator with a program called the MLK Scholars. Mm. Every spring semester we uh, the K scholars they're a group of freshman college students and i'm an instructor in there with a group of other people who are also instructors and we go to a high school uh a high school with you know um low-income students um you know um underrepresented background mm-hmm. um so you know not not always in the best situations. So we go to these high schools and we do kind of, you know, what we call a teach-in. So different, you know, talking about different social justice issues. So we've talked about immigration. We've talked about, you know, uh, p- political participation. That was one of our, t- political participation was our topic this year. Mm-hmm. So we go into the high school and it's mostly a ex- uh, group of students of color, high schoolers, seniors, juniors, and a couple of them in the back, a lot of them in the back, had their head down, hood on, not really caring about, you know, us coming in the room, which they shouldn't. We're a bunch of strangers. But when we got them to actually open up, a lot of what they were saying was, oh, well, politics doesn't matter. It's not going to change what I'm going through. It's not going to change nothing. A vote doesn't matter. And for years, that kind of thinking has been both right and wrong. So it's right in that we were really voting between two candidates who aren't really going to do anything for us, but it's wrong because why would for so many decades, for so many generations, why would white people go out of their way to stop us from getting a vote if it didn't matter? You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They go out of their way, um, you know, set up all these roadblocks so that we wouldn't vote if our vote didn't matter. Right. So, Students don't, they, they, they don't care. And me, I'm, you know, I'm trying to talk to them. I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to put the wisdom on them, you know. Right. We get to this election 
And this is, again, this is the first time, I think, ever, maybe since 2016 at least, where we have an opportunity to put somebody in office who would actually put black people, poor people, people of color, women in a better situation. We would be in a completely different situation. And not, not immediately, of course. Right. Within the next 10 years, within the next 15, real change, actual change. We have that opportunity right now. Uh, and we go, and as a community, the community that's wanted this change so bad, because we're so scared of, of Trump, mm-hmm. we go back and we, and we, and we go to, a, to, what, to what's been the same old reality since Reagan. We continue to be hungry. We continue to be homeless. We continue to be shot in the streets. We continue to be locked up you know, jail, you know, um, and we have this, and again, I just keep saying the same thing, but it's really, we keep on, we have this opportunity and we miss it. And that to me is my biggest takeaway. If Joe Biden is, is, is elected as the democratic candidate, that's my biggest takeaway. We missed an opportunity and you know what? I don't want to play. I'm not playing. I don't like games. I don't like drama. That's a part of my care. I just don't like games. I don't like drama. Mm-hmm. And if politics is going to be a game, then I'm, then it's hard, really going to be hard for me to go into that classroom and, and tell those kids that they're wrong hmm. because maybe they're, they're, they're only wrong that their vote doesn't matter. But if everybody's going to vote for the safety, the safety net every year, mm-hmm. then I, 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 I'm having some real thoughts about mm-hmm. what voting is going to, what, 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 what kind of a place does voting have in my life going forward after this election? Wow. That's powerful. So then this is going to bring us to a close because um, I want to be mindful of your time. But I, I do, as a, as a black man, if Trump is reelected, what's that going to do for you, to you? If Trump is reelected, that is going to, you know, initially it's going to, scare me i'm not gonna even lie i'm gonna be i'm gonna be afraid i'm gonna be i'm gonna be shook mm. but to be honest i think i might have to, i might get active i mean you know local elections midterms i think it's only gonna you know that's the same thing that happened the last time around when trump you know his midterms we put in more people and i think that's the only thing we can do now if he gets elected again we have to put our guard up and make sure that he can't do nothing he can't, we got to make sure that he can't do nothing, but we can't just put in anybody. We got to go out like we did the last time for the midterms, for the local, for the, you know, state, mm-hmm. whatever it is. And we got to vote. We got to vote. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't really post on social media like that, but I'd be posting like that. <laughs> work and go canvas somewhere. You know, I, I, I think that's what, that's, that's the, that's what I would have to do. That's what I would have to do. It would be different. Now, if, if let's say if Joe Biden won, I don't know what I would that's, I, I think my action, in a weird way, it shouldn't be this way, but I think my action, I just wouldn't do anything. If hmm. I, I just, wow. I, I say I, I'm, that might not be how it is. I think I'd just be so uh, discouraged. Hey, you know what? I'm, I, I, having said all this, since, as we're closing, since we're closing, I do want to say this too. Oh boy, I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> Joe Biden. Well, I, what if Joe Biden comes in and he and he starts putting in all this good policy? Man, I'll be like, man, I was wrong. I'll raise my hand. I'll say it loud. I'll, I'll take. I'll hold that. I'll embrace that L. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I so I don't I don't want him to be bad. I don't want to be right. I don't have that desire anymore to be right. 
Mm-hmm. Just, I, just, I just feel like we're more, we care more about the symbolism. Yeah. And I think you're right, actually. I think that, you know, California, uh, California, America, we love swag. I, I don't, <laughs> we do. We just do. It's sexy. You know what I mean? So, but I think we got to get out of that mindset and perhaps you're onto something when you say that Bernie Sanders would be the route to go. I do. I, a lot of people don't do well with change. I happen to embrace change. So I am looking forward to change 100%. Um, initially, I was like, vote blue, vote blue. But now I think after talking to you, you know, and that's why I think it's it's really good to have these conversations just because it's a it's it's necessary it's um to hear all um everyone's thought process you know because we got to make the right choice and it's we got to take it seriously but i just want to say thank you so much for your time it has been a pleasure speaking with you i um I'm a fan of your family from afar. And so thank you so much. I'm looking forward to like meeting you guys one day. I keep telling your mom that I'm going to come and visit. Um, And so, yeah, maybe this sometime this summer or something. We'll see. But um, Chris, I want to say thank you for being very transparent. I think you did a fantastic job, which I was not, you know, I wasn't um, thinking that you would do anything but a fantastic job. But thank you so much for your time. Appreciate it. Thank you. You are welcome. All right, everyone. That is uh, that was Christopher Lennox, and we're going to go ahead and sign off. But thank you, Chris. Thank you. All right. Have a good night.